Hi, I'm uh, Peter Martin. I'm the Chief of the Lymphoma Program at Wild Cornell Medical College in New York. And uh, it's my pleasure to be here today to review some of the studies that were presented at ASCO this year, specifically a few studies that were related to follicular lymphoma. Given some of the challenges with development of new agents for follicular lymphoma in the current setting, uh, it's it's interesting that we've been seeing a lot more studies looking specifically at um, how we might assess and respond to uh, follicular lymphoma, so some technologies, for example, PET-CT scans. And so there were two uh, interesting abstracts presented that did look at uh, PET-CT scans. One of them was looking at a PET-CT scan as a response assessment tool in the gallium trial. So the gallium trial, uh, again, was a big study in follicular lymphoma comparing rituximab plus chemotherapy versus obinutuzumab plus chemotherapy. The story I think is familiar to most people where obinutuzumab plus chemo was a little bit superior based on PFS to a rituximab chemo uh, arm. In that study with uh, over uh, 1,000 patients, a subset of them had PET-CT scans done at baseline, and uh, still a few smaller patients, about 519 patients, at an end of induction PET-CT scan. So prior to the maintenance phase of treatment of those 519 patients, 76% or 450 achieved a complete metabolic response. And uh, not surprisingly, those patients did better than the patients that did not get a complete metabolic response, but maybe somewhat surprisingly was the magnitude of the difference. So the uh, six-year PFS and the complete metabolic response patients was almost, uh, was a little over 60%, and it was closer to about a quarter in patients that did not achieve a complete metabolic response. So as we're moving into an era or trying to predict who's likely to do well and who doesn't, it does appear that end of induction PET-CT scan may in fact do a, really, a fairly reasonable job of discriminating between um, those, who respond, those who are likely to do well and, and those who aren't. Already very early, we can start to pick up on some of that. Interestingly, uh, bone marrow biopsies have commonly been used as a response assessment tool in uh, follicular lymphoma. Most clinical trials, even designed to this day, will require a bone marrow biopsy to confirm a complete response. So quick reminder, about half of all people with follicular lymphoma will have bone marrow involvement at the time of uh, start of treatment. And uh, in order to say that somebody has a complete response at the end of a clinical trial, they usually get a scan and then a bone marrow biopsy. Bone marrow biopsies have historically uh, potentially not been very pleasant for patients or physicians who are doing bone marrow biopsies, and they sometimes discourage people from participating in clinical trials. Uh, Sarah Rutherford, who has already looked at this in the context of the gallium trial, uh, further that uh, question, what is the utility of bone marrow biopsies as response assessment, by looking uh, at pooled data from multiple cooperative group studies, uh, NCTN network, um, so multiple cooperative group trials in follicular lymphoma. And, and again, consistent with her prior work, showed that somebody who's got a negative CT scan at the end of uh, treatment, whatever that treatment might be, 
bone marrow biopsies that are done to confirm that uh, negative PET-CT scan are almost never positive. And in the rare incidences where they are positive, they don't seem to impact progression-free survival. So now um, multiple sort of studies that have essentially confirmed end of induction PET-CT scan is very predictive of outcomes bone marrow biopsies as a part of response assessment are probably not very uh, useful tools. So uh, last study I will talk about was an interesting study looking at um, uh, uh, PET-CT scans to assess bone marrow involvement in grade 3B follicular lymphoma. Grade 3B follicular lymphoma is an interesting uh, subtype of follicular lymphoma. It's a little bit distinct. In some ways, it's a little bit more akin to diffuse large B-cell lymphoma and is commonly treated with R-CHOP as though it were diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. There are often some areas of transformation that may be uh, missed on small biopsies. So um, these people tend to have a more aggressive lymphoma or managed more aggressively. And uh, in this case, the, the question that the uh, investigators from the, from the Mayo Clinic were asking was, uh, do PET-CT scans predict outcomes? PET-CT scans at the beginning or staging PET-CT scans, do they predict outcomes? And more specifically, if um, bone marrow involvement is detected by a PET-CT scan, is that associated with outcomes? And they found in a small number of patients, 27 in total, that uh, bone marrow or bone and bone marrow involvement was uh, present in about a third of patients based on a PET-CT scan. Again, that's different from the typical, typically close to 50% uh, based on bone marrow biopsy, but in this case, PET-CT scan identified it about a third of the time. And not surprisingly, those patients did uh, worse than patients who, who didn't have bone marrow involvement based on PET-CT scan. So it looks as though uh, PET-CT scan, when it's, when it's identifying external sites of disease, and specifically bone marrow involvement in grade 3B follicular lymphoma might identify a particularly high risk uh, group of people with follicular lymphoma. What we, what we do with those patients, I think, uh, remains to be uh, debated, but it's interesting to be able to identify somebody and know that this is a person who may have a harder time with it. <laughs>